the hard shoulder. With Nissan. Number one for petrol in Ireland. Number one for electric. Nissan. Innovation that excites. This is News Talk. All right. Well, now, if you're listening to Pat Kenny's show this morning, you'd heard of the first of the Peter Casey reports. The former presidential candidate met with travelling community to try and representatives to find out if he was wrong in his comments last year. He met Brian Dillon, development officer uh, with CENA, the traveller-led housing organisation, to discuss the situation in Thurles. You'll recall that um, six new houses were built uh, at Cabra Bridge, which were were during the presidential campaign unoccupied. Take a listen to the interaction here between Casey and Dylan. I had no idea of what had built up in Ireland with the travelling community. It wasn't until I went down to Turles and I saw these six beautiful houses that were empty and they wouldn't the travellers wouldn't move in because they were demanding an acre of land and two sheds per house. Not only is it not as straightforward, but it's factually incorrect. Those families were in that accommodation for over 30 years. They never, ever wanted houses. In fact, they continuously told the council that they didn't want houses. They were eventually convinced. When they eventually decided uh, and, and made the agreement that they would move, the agreement very clearly at that stage was that the site right across the road would be given and that houses would be built on that site, but that the site would be given. Factual, factual error number one, they never demanded stables. Factual error number two, they never asked for an acre of land each. Never. All right. Well, joining us on the line now is Noel Dundon, deputy editor of the Tipperary Star, to find out what exactly has happened in Cabra Bridge since. Welcome to the programme, Noel. Well, what's the latest? Good afternoon, uh, Ivan. Well, I suppose the latest was there was a, a meeting of the County Council yesterday evening uh, in Clonmel, the, the annual uh, monthly meet, sorry, the monthly meeting, uh, the February monthly meeting took place in Clonmel, and it, the matter came up for discussion. Um, it had been raised by Councillor David Dorn, who basically looked for um, uh, an update on where we were at at this stage, and he was informed by the Director of Services, um, Sinead Carr, that there would be no public comment on the matter, that she had given an undertaking, that there would be no, nothing said in public until such time that uh, a, con- a conclusion was in sight. So we're really no further down the line in terms of information. However, the council are saying that they have made progress uh, with the negotiations, um, and but there won't be any further public comment. And, 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 and Noel, just remind us, what is the standoff, the impasse about? Because Brian Dillon's saying they never wanted stables, they never wanted land. What's the problem? Yeah, well, I mean, there have been all sorts of rumours doing the rounds here locally um, and continue to do the rounds as to, as to what was demanded um, by the, the uh, members of the travelling community uh, in order to move into the houses. But uh, those those rumours are just that. They're rumours that we, we don't really know exactly what has been looked for or what hasn't been looked for. What we do know is that the local authority have said and consistently said uh, when, when this issue of the stables was brought up um, that they are not in the, in the, the business of of housing um, anybody other than uh, people and they have no interest in housing the horses that that the travellers may own or may not own. Um, they have, however, um, said that they will uh, assist uh, the, these people in any way 
that they can to secure uh, lands for their horses to graze um, and they will put them in touch with people, appropriate people to do so. So, I mean, the, we, we, haven't, we haven't been told anything else other than that. Uh, we don't know whether uh, the negotiations will conclude within the next week, month, six months. It's, it's going on now for almost but, but the, 40 the, the, years. But housing, the housing, uh, the brand new housing remains idle. What's local feeling like about it? You'd have your ear to the ground. Yeah, well, it's, 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 it's a very, uh, as, as Councillor Dorn described it yesterday, it's a very vexed issue locally here. And um, there are a lot, a lot of questions being asked about this because uh, obviously it has cost more than 1.7 million uh, for the six houses, uh, six beautiful houses, state of the art with with um, solar panels and all. You know, I mean, it's a really, really fine job. Um, and 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 I suppose to be fair, a credit to the council to have to have provided such houses, but they're lying idle. And uh, at the at the minute in the in this municipal district area, there are 889 people on the housing list who can't get houses. Um, so you know, a lot of them would love to be in those houses too, and and uh, because of all that, um, you know, th- things are fairly fraught down here over it. All right, my thanks to Donald and Noel Dundon, uh, deputy editor of the Tipperary Star, saying the impasse is as bad now as it ever was. Well, joining us uh, on the line now is uh, Finnegal councillor in Galway City, Porik Keneally, who for many decades has been on the council. Porik, how have Galway dealt with the issue of accommodating travellers? As you know, there are an awful lot of objections to halting sites. We've seen really serious problems like in Carrick Mines uh, at halting sites, fires and so on. How have Galway dealt with it? It's uh, difficult uh, to deal with it. Um, we're having issues with um, halting sites. Uh, can't get agreement on halting sites in particular areas. Uh, it's uh, a very emotive issue when it comes before the council, very emotive issues when you go into communities, because unfortunately uh, the record is not good, and that seems to be the issue. And what do you advocate as the best way of dealing with the thorny problem? You see... When, a, when somebody, uh, a tenant, moves into a city council house, let it be the travelling community, community or anybody else, they're given a, a tenancy guidebook as to how you live and act and what you should do in the property. As I said at our last meeting, the first thing they do is throw the tenancy handbook into the bin because they've totally disregarded. And that's very unfair, very unfair, to peace-loving and peace-living and respectable people who live in the States. And they have to tolerate this uh, by, I would say, a majority of the minority community. Now, we talk about, oh, we're a minority community. But unfortunately, the majority of the minority community causes problems. And we can't just get away from that. We live with it every day. I'm aware of it. I visit those people in the States. I go into the States. I'm in them on a regular basis. And when I go in there in the evenings, early in the evenings, and I see a family with their gates locked at the front, their doors locked, and their curtains pulled down, their children inside because they cannot let the children out to, out to play because of uh, intimidation that goes on. Uh, but, but are you not tiring everybody people. with the one brush? No, I'm not carrying out, but I am, but I'm saying quite openly, I haven't a problem. I said it's a majority of the minority. If they get a house 
which they're entitled to, and they get a house. I would say they would have to live in that house the same way as everybody else. You must be respectful of the property, respectful of the estate, and be respectful of your neighbours. That is not happening, and that's why it is so so um, sensitive and so difficult to deal with. As from a council point of view, from a public representative point of view, I have to deal with, with, with communities. I have to deal with people living in those estates who are good tenants of Galway City Council. But, I mean, like, a lot of councils have tried to ghettoise the problem, putting them in isolated sites, uh, putting them in halting sites that are away from uh, residences. Do you support that? No, I don't, I don't want to get it, uh, put them into a ghetto. No, I don't want that. And I see some of the halting sites that are there. And, you know, if you go in and look at some of the halting sites, they are ghettos. But who turns them into a ghetto? It's the people that's living there that turns them into a ghetto. They're absolutely disgraceful. Of, of, of but do you not think you're perpetuating so generational, intergenerational social disadvantage? Generations, you know, they should change, shouldn't they? The younger ones coming up, and this is what they tell us, that the younger ones coming up uh, should be more friendly disposed to live in houses. And I don't have a problem with them living in houses, but they must live in a house under the same conditions as everybody else lives. You have very, very good and respectable people living in those estates, and they're terrorised by certain elements, and that is the problem. But, but, I mean, what would you say to someone who said that you're, you're just you know, making populist uh, statements to uh, uh, people who are biased against travellers because of the local election coming up. No, I'm not. I've been speaking about this for the last 20 years. No, I'm not biased at all. But I want respectability for people who live in those estates. And I have seen houses, good and nice houses, vacant in an estate. But nobody will take them because of who is living next door. That is a problem. I don't mind saying that. That is a problem. I have raised those issues down through the years and I continue to raise them. And I'm not being biased or populist in any way. I am speaking for the ordinary residents who lives in those estates who are good living people who work hard and rear their family. I have to be respectful for those as well. And what, 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 do you agree then uh, with Mr Casey in relation to ethnicity? Surely but, uh, there are, I mean, with Fine Gael in government, introduced the whole concept, a legal concept of ethnicity. But with that comes responsibility. Where is the responsibility that comes with that? You must have responsibility. With, with that comes responsibility. That responsibility is not there. You cannot just live in the state with that frame of mind. You must live as everybody else lives. And I don't have a problem. There are some very, very decent and good living people among the community living in the states. But there are others, I'm afraid, that are not. And that's a major issue throughout the city in all the states. You can go and visit the estates. Look at the estates. Look what's happening. We all know where they are. And we try to raise it. And we're getting nowhere. But they're not being dealt with. But if it was anybody else, though, they wouldn't be dealt with. But they seem, oh, no, we can't deal with this. We're not dealing with this. They should deal with it. You have to live within the law like everybody else. All right. Uh, Councillor Pori Keneally, uh, Councillor at Galway City, thank you for joining us. The text on this topic, Pat and Bray says, what is the technical definition of ethnicity anyway? Is it genetic? I doubt it. Is it cultural? Maybe. If the latter, it's the latter, then the travellers probably do qualify. Someone else says, it's a disgrace. These travellers should be told where to go and give the houses to homeless people. Keneally, 
Councillor Keneally is tarring all travellers with the same brush. It's appalling. Tipperary County Council deserve no credit. They've left six houses empty for too long when they are when there are many people on the housing list. There should be no negotiation with the travellers. Keep the text coming. Music.